This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Friday morning, this is cliffcentral.com. It is unradio, it is unscripted, and this morning it is most definitely, without a doubt, uncensored. I am in the studio with my friend D. You can't just smile, even though you've got such a lovely smile. Is it my you turn? have to talk. Is it my turn? Fantastic. Good so, morning, Jadzi. How are you? Don't wait for your turn, because if you're going to wait for your turn, you're going to wait a long time. Oh, I see. I'm going to wait. <laughs> there we go. Cool. So it's really cool to talk to you. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Yes, yeah. we've kind of been in each other's orbit for a long time. It has been a few years, yes. Yeah, so it's really, really cool. Mm. Um, so we are going to talk a little bit about the world of dancing. We're going to talk a little about the world of ladies' nights. Yes. What's happened to them? What happened at them? Because a lot of men have this question, like, what really happens? Yes, that's it. And and what does my wife or my girlfriend or my partner or whatever really do there? That burning question, or are they going to mess around? Absolutely. Yes. And it's very interesting because I think there's with men there's an incredible amount of double standards. Yes, definitely. Of, of what men will go out and do. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Hey, if she goes and does that, that's a very, very different story. She's going to mess around. You know what's going to happen. And Mm. it's a really interesting thing because there's kind of a link to it. There's no link to it whatsoever. No. Um, I'm just kind of making a link in my mind, which is an interesting thing that one of most men's biggest fantasies is a threesome. Yes. And their fantasy is a threesome with two women. Yes. So I always have a chuckle at this because a lot of men can't really satisfy one woman fully. So what <laughs> the heck are they going to do with two? Are they even okay with adding more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, okay, because she's not averse to that. Mm-hmm. But then I want to have fancy with two men. Yes. And he's. And he said, can't come to terms with it. So, guys, it has to work every which way. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Absolutely. It needs to be. Yes. So we can also touch a little bit on that. I think so. I think, I think it's a sensitive uh, area, yes. It's quite interesting. Mm. And um, and I was having a chat with someone a little bit earlier today. Mm. Um, and we were talking a little bit about political correctness. And when you put that in a sexual context, very often it tends to just fuck so many things up. Um, and, you know, we take such a step back from things. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's that being open, but saying, you know, saying things in the right way is also very, very important. Yeah, that's but saying what you need to say is even more important. Exactly, yes, yes. So that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. How did you become a dancer? Let's go back to sure. the very beginning. All right. Okay, well, I… Tutus at age five, ballet class? No, no, it wasn't ballet class. It was actually Latin, so it was yeah. already the okay. kind of the sexy kind of scene. Yeah. Okay. Um, How old were you when you started I started that? when I was 13. Okay, why? Yes. Well, um, 
I was always dancing when I was a kid. Yeah. So, you know, Lazito Land, we used to go, and I would always yes. be the kid on the stage. And okay. So whenever there was music playing, there was that. So, I used to love going there. Yes, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Lots of fun. So um, then... From there, my mother always wanted me to to kind of dance. But then when I was in school, I was very sporty, and I never got around to it. And then there was a girl that I actually liked, um, and she did Latin. Uh, yes, so girl. that's how it kind of started. It's always, isn't it always girl. rooted to a girl? Absolutely. Isn't that wonderful, though? <laughs> yes. We're so easy, men, sure. So then... Um, yeah, I started Latin. Uh, yeah. Look, I wanted to kind of do it anyway. You know, that was also a good reason. And my mother, she always wanted me to do some kind of a dancing. So the Latin was the way to go. And then um, we went uh, to try out a class and then it stuck. And okay. uh, I just started doing really, really well. Yeah. I started dancing with this girl. She ended up being my partner. And then the actual emotional side I put an end to. I was like, um, if we're going to dance, we're going to take it serious. And we're going to work at the dancing because okay. I can't be in. I can't have feelings for okay. you, and then. So you're quite competitive by nature. Yes, I, okay. I'd say I am. I'd say I am, and uh, but then it actually ended up not working out because she wanted to get emotionally attached, and I wanted to focus on work. Okay. So you know, they, and we were both very young. I mean, thirteen, fourteen. Okay. So I mean, that is young to also kind of make decisions like that. So yeah. then. So somebody could say you were actually full of shit <laughs> essentially you could do both. I could have. I could have. At that age, you don't quite get it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then uh, from there, you know, I just kind of carried on. I was doing uh-huh. really, really well. And then in school, um, I started doing some ladies' nights and uh, performing at some of the – so at that age also and at that time, there was a very high demand in male dancers because there weren't many. Okay. Uh, especially male dancers that danced um, – that didn't dance feminine because, uh-huh. I mean, there's also that stigma where, you know, if you're a male dancer, you're gay as well, you know. So, But it's good to have the contrast of the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I started getting some work because there was a demand. And from there, it just kind of, you know, it wasn't what I was actually looking to do. Uh. And it just evolved. I became an entertainer by trade. Okay. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, and the first time you danced nude in front of a whole lot of women, how was that? Sure. Okay. Well, I've never actually danced full nude. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll say that loosely. Okay. Very loosely. <laughs> Very loosely. But um, I, um, yeah. So for the ladies' nights, you always wore hot pants or g-string. Okay. Yeah, and I was also I I was one that especially from the beginning I wasn't comfortable with doing the whole g-string thing, so I got away with the hot pants uh-huh. over the g-string. You know, the g-string was a nice little additive when you showed it, but uh, you know I didn't have to go to full g-string. And I think because I had the advantage of being able to dance, I had that element to bring. Okay, so you came from kind of a different background that a lot of guys who do that come from. Correct. Yes, a lot of them aren't dancers and they've yeah. never actually danced before. You know, they've got the look, they've got the personality yeah. and the charisma. Well, a lot of female strippers are not dancers either. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, with the difference between lay, the the female mm. scene and the men scene, the the men's scene is more the, like, especially back in the day, was you go to a ladies' night and mm. that's how you do it. Because there weren't really clubs or venues where you would go and that is an actual business, okay. you see. So, so they would, um, so the men would just go, they would do their performance and then leave, you know. And then there's also the um, bachelorette parties and kitchen teas. So that's more the business. Of it, so okay. I never really went into that. I tried it, but then I found it wasn't my thing, okay. um, and uh, so I didn't do it for very long. Um, but uh, th- there's quite a big difference with regards to that, and also, you know, the the, the ladies' side of it, they go full nude mm. most of the time, you know. And if you don't, you're probably not going to do well yeah. as a as a female yeah. uh, artist, let's say. Whereas the men, you know, they got a g-string and then that's it, done. They yeah. don't do the full monty. Why is that? 
there were ladies. Okay, I could be wrong here. There's, yes. There is two parts of it. There's okay. ladies that want to see it, yeah. and then there's ladies that they say they want to see it, and when they see it, it's not as appealing to them as what. Okay. Yeah. So I think that also was a thing. There was one or two guys that did the full mm. nude, but then it was kind of done where they're not actually seeing the penis. Yeah. They they there's cream that's been put on the penis, and then the cream gets flicked. You see, okay. so they're seeing the resemblance of it, but they're not actually seeing it in its full form. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, or they have a towel and then they'll whip it off and then they've got their hand there. So, you know, it's that kind of a thing. But it's very, very different to what the lady scene is yeah, like. Yeah, it's mm. very interesting that. And I don't know that anybody kind of really <clears throat> fully gets why. Yes. Um, I mean, there's so many explanations, but I don't know if anybody kind of really gets. Yeah, well, like, why is that? You know, why is that? Mm. Yeah, mm. and there's all sorts of things. There's there's a theory that's run around for quite a long time <coughs> that says that women are not as visual as men when it mm. comes to sex, and that's actually been proven to be totally untrue. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that one either. Yeah, I think it also depends on the person because yeah. some people are very visually stimulated yeah. and some people aren't. Yeah, you know? and you know there've been a lot of brain studies done <coughs> where where they've looked at brain flow in the brain and areas of excitement. Mm. So when they put women to watch porn or evocative images or, or sexual images, and the brain in the same, the brain and blood flow in the brain and excitation of areas of the brain mm. is exactly the same as, as a man yes. in, in yes. men and women. Exactly. So I think it might be the interpretation of it that's different. Yes. Exactly, That's the, the, the type the, of porn that they're watching. Yeah, you know, maybe they, maybe something else will be more appealing to them. There's many different variations of it. You know, they just yeah. got to maybe see what would get them going in the right. Kind and there's of way. a general kind of understanding that that for a lot of women, the idea of suggestion is more powerful than oh, the explicit. Yes. The chase is better than the kill. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just, you know, the fact that, that, that we are wired a little bit differently yes. when it comes to that. Mm, yes. So that's interesting. Mm. But I think as more women become sexually free and become more sexually open, that changes. Mm. You know, and there's a big thing. I was actually having a discussion with my daughter about this, uh, mm. um, that a lot of women will not openly acknowledge the porn that they watch <laughs> and the amount of porn that they watch. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Yes. And the kind of porn that they watch. Exactly. And it's exactly. all, no, 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 I don't do that. But, but you know, the, the right setting, the right time, the right mindset, and they might be open to that. Yeah. You know. And a lot of women do watch a lot of porn mm. and they watch quite a spectrum of porn, but they just won't. Acknowledge it because yes. of the judgment, or, or say that that, that, that they do. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and to acknowledge that certain things turn me on mm. is quite something. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, a visually visual stimulation is mm. still part of a stimulation. Yeah, you know? so, absolutely. So yeah, I definitely see it as one as one way to go. Mm. Yeah, I want to have a little rant here that yes, has nothing to do with what we are talking about <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and I've never actually realised it before until a few weeks ago. Okay, so. I give a talk. I give talks at a lot of of, of sexual and wellness and health mm. expos, days, nights, whatever they call them. Mm. Um, so they always have the word sex and wellness or sex and health. Yes. And a few weeks ago, I did a talk at one of these expos in Soweto. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I remember that actually. Yes. And <coughs> I realised something for the first time. I have an objection. To strippers at these events Yes I don't care if they're male or female Yes I don't care if the crowd's men or women If it's mixed I have an objection 
I think it changes the tone of this so radically. If mm. we're talking about sexual health, if we're talking about sexual wellness, wellness, if we're talking about healing or growth or exploration or expansion or intimacy, that's not the place for it. And then we take it into that other space. Mm. And I don't know if it's a South African thing only. Um, I don't know if people feel the need to to do that. Like it's such an expectation. I think they're closed-minded. I think I think you know, as an entertainment side, they maybe think, okay, well, how could we entertain them, or how could we entertain the idea of it? And straight away, it just goes to to stripping, where there's many ways to maybe get across to them without that. Yeah, and I think it's become like a draw card that it's become an expectation. Yes, and. It's easier. Yeah. Let's just get a bunch of strippers yeah. in. Yes. And I really have an objection to it. Mm. I've decided. I don't care about the strippers. Yes, it's not about that. Mm. I think my personal perception is that most male and female strippers are really boring. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the creativity is not yeah. there. Mm. They're not creative. They're yes. not sensual. They yes. don't connect to what they're doing. Mm. It's like two or three songs. Can I take my clothes off? How quickly can I do it? That's exactly Can it. I show what I need to show and there's get a, my money and off I go? There's a routine to it. It's not yeah. connecting with your audience and it's not connecting with the person that you may be dancing yeah. with at the time. Yeah. And I think from that point of view, I just think it's boring full stop. Yes. My personal opinion. Mm. So I have no objection to strip. I don't care about that. Mm. Mm. In that context… And in such a South African context, it really, it doesn't sit with me anymore. Yeah. Like I never really cared about it. Yeah. But for the first time ever, I was just thinking. Made you think. This doesn't gel. Yeah, it's not working. And it takes, you know, you give a talk on something that's really not necessarily serious, but you're imparting something that really can impact on people. Yes, and then it goes into that space. Exactly, and oh, that's just, that's entertainment. It's not, um, yeah, it's it's giving the wrong the the wrong message. There's definitely a time and a place mm. for it, and uh, I think that's where people maybe get confused. They're not mm. too sure where, you know, yeah. where the time and place for it is. Yeah, but I think the market's also gone down considerably compared to what it used to be yeah. like. So let's talk about that because there used to be a lot of ladies' nights. Yes, in various. Uh, spaces. I used to give talks at lots of them. Yes, yes. And all of a sudden they seem to kind of have disappeared. What's happened with that whole scene? Exactly what you said. It, the creativity has started fading away. Mm. You know, it's, it's become a little bit of the same kind of thing. Um, so I think also maybe it's difficult if you're not coming from an entertainment background, mm. you see. So, and also I think the other thing is the limitation of the artists that you're using. So if you're using somebody that's never danced before, you're pretty limited. To, to what they can do. Mm. Then the other side of it is uh, you can't do the ladies' nights or that kind of thing as a job. You know, that's not a sustainable income. It's something nice for the side. Yeah. Um, so the, they have to do work uh, as well, like a proper job. Mm. And then that's where the difficulty comes in because now they lack the time to put the work in to do the performance that they need okay. to do for the ladies' nights. Because, for example, I know that a lot of the, the – um not a lot, but some of the adult shops that cater more for women and couples, for example, used to organize events like that. But a lot of that's kind of fallen away. It has. It has. The whole ladies' night scene. I, look, I think the ladies' night scene was linked to the club scene. Okay. That, that I think, is also one, one side of it. Yeah, because there was always a lot of booze involved. Yes. Um, you see. And, and the thing is, the clubs use the ladies' nights to bring the woman. And if you bring in the woman, you're going to bring the men. So okay. that's how that worked. So if there's not really the club scene anymore, there's no market, really. Mm. You know, have, what's what's the use of ladies' nights 
to 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 a restaurant, yeah. you know, unless it's a specific kitchen tea or those kind of yeah. things. So I do feel that the kitchen teas, actually, funny enough, you know what really is picking up is not kitchen teas, but where a male will go and teach the group of ladies a salsa. Yeah. Okay. No, that's kind of where. So it's kind do, of softened a lot. It's softened a lot, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the ladies are. It's quite a funny thing. They say they don't want a stripper, mm. and then the strippers are there, and they love. It. And they always say, "Keep it calm and keep it relaxed," because yeah. the Tanya over there, she doesn't yeah. want to. You know, she's not used to it, and she's the one that is cheering the most and screaming and pinching your bum and grabbing yeah. you as you come past. So, yeah. Yeah. But listen here, I will tell you something about that because I have given talks at some kitchen teas and bridal showers and things mm. where the whole family has been there in terms of women. Yes. And there are sometimes three generations of women. Mm. So there's like the woman getting married, for example, yes. and there's her mother and there's granny. Yes. And I've given talks where I've given, like they've asked me to give a blowjob lesson oh, well, or yeah. a handjob lesson yes. or they've been talking about self-pleasuring and all sorts of things. And you look at the granny sometimes and the granny has had more experiences yes. than, yes. firstly, I think she's willing to admit Can or that exactly. her family knows yes, about. Of course. I mean, it's your granny. I mean, how are you going to think of your granny in that uh, kind of a way? Yeah. And even sometimes some of these older women have come to me afterwards and said, it was amazing. I've learned so many cool things to yeah. go. Home and do exactly, and yeah. that's really awesome. Yes, that's part yeah. of the healing, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely part of yeah. the healing. Now, you see pictures about ladies' nights in America at different clubs, mm. and you see things like um, there's all these women lining up to suck these guys' cocks, and these guys are nude and things. Does that actually happen in South Africa? And uh, no, 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 I can say that quite, quite strongly. Um, well, it's never happened while I've been in the performance. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, so I have seen one or two of those videos where you see this one guy and he is just dancing around nude and like he's, every woman there is, he's like popping just, his penis in yeah. so many people's mouths or so many ladies' mouths. Yes. That definitely has never happened. Yeah. Not to my okay. knowledge. Yeah. Um, but what, what you could say has happened is, um, after the show. You know, you, the ice is really broken, mm. you know, so, um, with that, then things could be I'm sure to lots something. of things have yes. And yes, we've actually spoken to people where they've gone very involved in things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So their, their things do open up and, yeah. uh, and there it's quite a broad spectrum of what could actually happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, the sad thing about that is, is it's generally always fueled by alcohol. A lot of the times, yes, yes. And mm. I've always said, whatever you're going to do, you need to do stone cold sober. Correct. Mm. But look, in some of the, because there's a few different ladies' night groups. So in, in, in defense of some of them, yeah. they do have a very strict policy. Okay. You know? So some of them, they don't have that kind of policy. And then some of them do. You know, uh, But then also people also individual people. So they're going to make their own mind up mm. in the situation that they're in. But they do, some of them do. And they try to be as strict as they can, mm. you know. Obviously, within reason as well. Mm. Yeah, so mm. I'm sure some of the venues dictate that. Yes, but also, I mean, if you if you're going to have a ladies' night group and then the men are running free and just being with whoever yeah. they want, how they want, you're eventually going to get a bad name for your business. Mm. And if you're obviously trying to to promote the ladies' night scene, it's going to kill it. Yeah. You see, and I think that's also maybe back in the day, kind of what maybe led to there being fewer ladies' nights. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so there are some of them that are out there that's doing it for the right reasons. You mm. can say, you know, running a business. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that I guess also makes it quite different. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting, the whole thing. <clears throat> I was actually thinking about it, like our fascination with um, 
it's an article that I think I, I need to write soon. It's like our fascination with genitals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like what draws us to, to want to look at genitals in See them, touch them, taste them, feel them. Yeah. Even um, if you've seen them a thousand times, yeah, you're still drawn to having a look. You just yeah. want to look. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. Um, mm. Definitely something I'm thinking of of writing. Oh, so. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a good uh, a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah. very really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So from what you did, because having that background, especially in in like Latin dancing, for example, yes. there's an enormous amount of sensuality in that. Yes, there's passion. It's fire. Yeah. It's, mm. So I'm presuming then that you brought that into the dance that you I, did. I was a very expressive performer. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of character. I think that was what my my signature kind of thing was, mm. is I have a lot of character in my performance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely try to bring that across. Okay. So the sensuality of that is 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 enormous. Yes. Um, what does sensuality mean for you? Oh, sensuality. Okay, it's one, it's connecting. Yeah. Um, connecting with what? With who? Subtly. Okay. Yeah, it's Just, a bit more of a, a subtle. Okay. Um, sure, and then, so on a performance side, it would mm. be, so, so you'll see in Latin, it's split up into different things. You've got, um, Chacha, mm-hmm. rumba, samba, and jive. So jive is very energetic. You know, mm-hmm. that's fun. Then you've got the salsa. Now that is the South American, Brazilian, you know, that's what everybody thinks is the sexy, passionate, yes. you know, a lot of fire. And, um, then you've got the rumba. So I would say the rumba is the sensual side of the performance for me. You know, okay. that is because the rumba is the dance of love. They even call it like that. So that's really connecting, you know, um, She's following lead, you're leading, you know, and it's that kind of a thing. Look, all mm. of the dancing is actually like that when you're connecting with the partner. Um, so one of the techniques that you can actually do is you, if you put your hand out and mm-hmm. the girl puts her hand out and you just touch fingers, you don't actually hold because mm-hmm. holding you can lead somebody. But if you're just touching, if you pull away, you're going to disconnect. So the idea is that you touch each other's hands mm. and you lead like that. So she's connecting to you. So if you move your hand slightly back. She feels you parting. She connects with oh. you to actually push against you. So you see the, the depth of sensuality there and the depth of connection there because mm. you really actually have to focus on what the person's doing. Be in that moment of what the person's doing. And then if the man pushes or if the, even if the lady pushes. Mm. But the thing is, in, in dancing, you can't both be pushing because you're going to be clashing and not going anywhere. Yeah. So that's why one person is going to lead. So it's kind of learning to flow with each other. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one person is obviously doing the direction and the other mm. person is following what the direction the direction is. So mm. it's actually really great. That's actually a nice thing for couples to actually really do is to stand in front of each other, close their eyes mm. and um, connect their hands or even just the fingertips Yeah. and just move around like that and let just walk around the kitchen or just do something yeah. like it. It's actually really, really great. Actually use stuff like that on some workshops. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Yes. And my friend Christos, who's a biodanza facilitator, mm. um, has used and taught me a lot of processes like that. Okay. That are very much about that subtle touch and connection. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> you really have to be con- so connected with yourself. Yes. To share that with a partner. Exactly. Yeah, you got it because there's a part of sacrifice. You yeah. know, there's, there's, there, there is that. Yeah. You know, you know? And it becomes an amazing um, indicator of, of a relationship. Yes. Like of, of the connection. Yes. How much can, communication can there be on that very subtle level? Yes. And it teaches you a lot about the power dynamics yes. of a relationship. Yes. 
you know, does one partner overwhelm the other? Correct. Is it this constant struggle? Can you actually relax into the movement? Can you feel? Mm. Um, well, that's, not that's, anticipate. That's quite important because it's again with you. If you're dancing, mm. if you need to match energy, and mm. that's also why you connect by pressing. So if I am going to overpower you. Or if I'm going to push too hard, mm. it's not going to work. Mm. So I've also got a, a partner where we do lifts and strength acts and those kind of things. And there is the true testament of how connecting the, the important role that that makes. Because, you know, you, you're picking a girl up mm. and she's also giving you a certain energy. And if an arm is in the wrong place or she's forcing too much because she's trying to get higher or you're not pushing mm. enough. It's not going to work The energy between you Needs to actually Really really connect And then there's Obviously technique But you know If there's no If the energy between you Isn't working yeah. It doesn't matter How much technique Then the technique is empty It's like robotic Exactly Yes You know You might get it right You might not But you've mm. got to You've got to work on both You've mm. got to actually get both Yeah That's really really interesting Yeah oh. Yeah yeah, because so much of life is that dance of, of connecting with the energy of life. Yes. And are you flowing with life? Are you kind of, there's an, an analogy that I used a lot last week was, are you in the stream of life? Okay, be like water. Yeah, as opposed to swimming upstream. Yes, exactly that. Where everything is just this constant struggle. That has quite relevance, a lot of relevance to do with my life right now. Okay. So yeah, I'm trying to be like water. <laughs> yeah. Can you just um, kind of relax? So you know the Taoists, the Chinese guys, they mm -hmm. have this amazing philosophy called the way of the water course, okay. which essentially means the river. Yes. But everything in, in, in Taoist writing is very poetic. Yes. Mm. And it says that a river never stops being a river. It might change its form, for example. Yes. So if something blocks it, it might go around that. Yes. And if it goes around an obstacle, it might come together again and it might not. It might, yes. And it'll go under, it'll go over, and it might take a thousand years to go through the obstacle. Yes. So its form might change, mm. but it keeps being what it is. Exactly, and, and it just keeps going. Yeah. That's the, that's the fact, yeah. And that's it's very much about that flow. Yes. And, and rhythm and resonance. Yes, yeah. Um, I wanted to come back to, to one thing. Yes. Um, so with, with dance, is and I use this also because I do some motivational uh, activations okay. uh, through dance. And one of the things is that I say is, what do babies learn before between crawling and walking? What do babies do? They dance. Okay. Yeah. Have you? I mean, if you see, if you look at it, if you play music and there is a baby that's just crawling, but mm. they've managed to hold on the table, and they're not quite walking as yet, but they can still keep themselves mm. up. And you play music and they bounce. They, they move to the music. Absolutely. You know? So music plays, I think, such a big role when we actually don't even know, have any mm. idea of what music actually is, but we are still able to dance. Yeah. You know, even though they're just bopping up and down, that's dancing. Yeah. They're feeling the music. You know, what's awesome is this, your absolute passion for this. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's Maybe, beautiful. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. No, that's um, awesome. Mm. To, to see that come through. Oh, good. And there's so many applications, I think, of, of things that I do where I see how this can fit into so much healing and growth. And it's yeah, really I think so. I think so. And dancing is a lot about fun. You know, mm. I think, and that's also the, the other thing with these motivational things. So it's for corporate companies where you would, um, um, you go in and it's also with earphones mm -hmm. and you, you basically, 
they're not they're at the office, but um, you're taking them for 15 or 20 minutes, and you're putting the earphones on, and then mm. I'll obviously speak through the earphones and then play music. But then the music which I play depends on what message we would like to get across to the team, or what the the, the corporate company would like to get across to the team. So um, if it's just about you know being happy, making the right choices, or choosing to be happy, then I will work with music like that. Mm. Um, and you find that people the first song. They're still a little bit reserved, and but because you've cut their senses off, mm. you know they're a little bit reserved. But they're kind of getting into their own world or getting lost into their own little world. By the second song, everybody is dancing and they're cheering and they're screaming and they're having such a good time. Mm. And by the end of it, we always have everybody saying, "That was, wow, that was so." You need to come here every day. Mm. You need to come every day. And I said, it really does lift people's spirits. Yeah, mm. very much that <clears throat> that energy of it, the yes, resonance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to sensuality. I want to know more of what that well, is okay. for you. Sensuality. All right. Yeah. So I was thinking about this a little bit. Yes. I and I'm going to revert back to dancing because it's actually yeah. it's in those, those kind of terms. But I've always wondered why do people want to watch somebody dance? What mm. is especially if you've been dancing so long? You know, I ask the question is what is entertaining about that? Why would you go pay money to go and see that? And then. Uh, one day I was watching belly dancers dance. Now that to me, that is sensual, mm. sensual form of dancing. And you just get enthralled with it. You just, you kind of get hypnotized by it. You can't stop watching it. And they're just moving their body. It's not even that they're moving their body fast or sexually or anything like that. They're just moving their body. Uh, but the way they move their body is quite a sensual way. So if you have to ask what my opinion is, mm. it, visually it would be that's what's sensual. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. In dancing, in dancing yeah. terms. But then you also get the, the, the Latin American, if you're dancing with someone, mm. then that's sensual. If we go to, say, the cha-cha and the salsa, now that's going sexy. That's going passionate. That's going fire. And the tango as well. That's also a bit of fire. You see, so there is where the, the fantasy, you know, of, of, I think what everybody thinks it's about, that's what... That area would be But mm. the sensual side Soft, slow Yeah An- Another one that's also good for sensual Is lap dances mm-hmm. A lap dance that's, That could be very, very sensual mm. You could also There's the entertainment value of it And you could make it rough You could There's lots of ways that you could do it But for the person sitting down there It's watching that person's body move It's watching how their hips go And then how their hips will oh. feel on the person's body That's Then that's going into the sensual Side of it Yeah mm. As opposed to I guess maybe The more kind of Overtly sexual Titillating Yeah um, Sort of Stripper club type Yeah Of lap dance Correct Yes Yes Yeah so I mean For 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 couples It's such a good thing To, to, to do that for mm. each other You know I had I had one guy um, He he came to me one time And he said He was actually singing And He wanted to sing For his wife But then He wanted to do A performance when they, because they were getting married, mm-hmm. but then one of the things was he wanted to do a thing for his wife also. So I taught him a whole little lap dance and a whole thing to do it, yeah. and yeah, it was fantastic. It was so, it was so good. He loved it. So yeah. I think a lot of men feel really awkward doing that. They yes. They feel like silly. Um, what would you say? I mean, what would you say to a guy to change his mindset around that first, like the way he looked at at, at that act or process or experience or the way he thought about himself yes. in that? Well, I think for him, he he was thinking about his partner uh-huh. because maybe he, he that was a, a, a fun way to bring out some kind of sexuality between them. Mm. Um, but on that, I just want to say that women appreciate it just as much as, as mm. men do. And I think men need to actually realize that and say, you know what? 
I can do this mm. for my partner. And it doesn't mean that you have to do a great mm. lap dance or a great thing. The fact that you're doing it, one, she will enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, you can do a little bit of research. Go, go online and see what people are doing. The thing is, less is more. Okay. And, and they maybe think they've got to do this whole thing yeah. when less is more. Yeah. You know? but, and I think a lot of men don't understand subtle. Exactly. But you know what's interesting about that is a lot of men, their sensual and sexual expressions are incredibly limited. Yes. Um, within themselves. Mm, they don't you know. know. Exactly. They don't know how to get into that internal space yes. and express that naturally. I mean, even, you know, I've been involved... Uh, over time, um, not anymore, not for a long time, but when I was involved in, in helping run, run swingers clubs and sex clubs, mm. and you'd walk down the corridor of this club and there'd be all these closed doors or open doors and mm. there'd be all these people having all this amazing sex. Yes. And um, you hear women, and you hear women making moans and groans and screams and all sorts of noise. Yes. And you don't hear a word from them. And even when you watch porn, men don't make noise in porn. Yeah, unless it's a little bit. And And that's all. And often, like, how do you know if he's actually had an orgasm? Well, he kind of grunted a bit or his breathing changed or like (laughs) he held his breath for, but that's all. Yeah. And, and men, it's so fascinating because they don't get into that, that freedom of it. Yes. That's all this, that element of they're trying to control themselves and not just being in the moment. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of it, it's interesting. I never thought about it quite like this. There's like a kind of an ancient warrior that they don't allow out in that. Yeah. But think of, you know, like in a lot of, like the Maori culture, for example, mm. men dance. Yes. A lot of ancient shamanic cultures mean oh, dance. Plenty, you yes. know. Uh, the All Blacks go onto a rugby field. They dance. They dance. Yes, yes. And it's a war dance, but they're dancing. Exactly. And yeah. um, I'm doing an event um, tonight, um, which is a, a water flow massage. That says so much about that flowing and that movement and that mm. sensuality. Mm. And men don't. We've moved so far away from that. Yes. As, as men, yeah, I don't know. Maybe men just feel, you know, if if they being sensitive or sensual, they're being weak. Mm. But there's also a form of strengthening weakness. So yeah, I think just maybe also in South Africa, men are quite closed-minded with regards to that. You know? Yeah, and mm. also I think a lot of of homophobia around that oh, linked yes. to homophobia. Definitely. Well, exactly like I was saying earlier, yeah. where where if you're a male dancer, you're you're gay. Mm. You see, where it's not, and it's changed a little bit because mm. the scene, I think, YouTube and all these dancing competitions, and so you think you can dance all that's kind of changed it. Where you know, you got you obviously have the gay men, and then you got the straight mm. men, so they're starting to see, like, oh, that was a great performance. Mm. And then the interview comes, and then they like hearing that the man was is not gay or he's not sounding gay, so now. Mm. It's changing the mindset a little bit. So that has definitely evolved. I mean, when I was in school, the fact that I was dancing, man, I was getting, luckily I was really good at my sports and that kind of gave me the popularity with a lot of, a lot of people. But there were a few, you know, if there were people that didn't get on with my character, that's the first place that they would go. You're gay. I get that. I was at, you know, I was at a very traditional boys school where sport Mm. was, um, there was an incredible emphasis on, Mm. on on sport. Yeah. And I remember a guy in my year at school who was a ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, and the flack that he got was incredible. And I was probably part of that at that time and in that mindset. Mm. Um, but the strength that this guy had um, and the agility, it was amazing. Yes. But it was never acknowledged in, mm. 
any way. And I think a lot of what he did was a whole lot physically much harder and more demanding <clears throat> than a lot of like brute strength in a rugby match, for example. No, no, definitely. I uh, I put one of those hard paces and those distance counters on on uh, on me for one of the shows. It was a two-hour show with a half an hour break, and we'd done three kilometers on the stage. Wow. Yeah, three kilometers we actually performed, well, I performed on the stage in those two hours. So if you're looking at that short little radius of space of stage, oh. um, we did three kilometers in that. You know, so, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot. It's it's very strenuous. Also, rehearsals can be from ten o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the afternoon, and you just have a twenty minute break. Yeah, no, it's incredibly strenuous, it's extremely physical, um, and it's also brain because you're learning something. You're learning choreography, so you're learning something from someone else, and it's just this sure wave of information that you're mm. taking in, and you're dancing, and you're getting tired, and you, mm. you know, and that can run for. Weeks on end, you can rehearse for something for up to four weeks, yeah. sometimes even more. So it's it's actually very stressful and mm. very strenuous. And then um, the we call the last week of the show Hell Week because that's just where everybody's tired. Yeah, everybody's you know you you need to actually get your shit together now because mm. the, the show is is happening. Yeah. You know? What impact has all of this had on your personal sexuality? Oh, and wow. want details here, pictures, videos. Sure, mm -hmm. yes. Well, I definitely think it has helped my sexuality yeah. uh, in so many ways. Um, it, it's helped give me a bit more of an open mind. I think also when you're a dancer, you you have a bit of a, or, or let's say a dancer creator, you have a little bit more of an open mind because now you've got to be creative. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's definitely helped me in that because it's I think firstly given me the open mind and then if you have the open mind and then you start getting creative on the open mind then you start opening yourself up to more things, so now you're learning a few more things and then also I think the dancing you just or the person that I am I just have that expressive personality and mm. the dancing is that passionate kind of side so that kind of come through uh, and. Yeah, possibly people are attracted to that. Hmm. You know, maybe the, 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 those are the, the men that your mom always warned yeah. you about, in a way. <laughs> are you one of those? No, no, no. Axel Dental Kasinki. Yeah, Axel Dental Kasinki, I think. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, um, and then the ladies' nights also, that gave you the confidence because it broke the ice, mm. you know. So it, it taught you or taught me how to speak to people mm. or speak to ladies, you see. Um, and uh, it gave me the confidence for that. I think there's another area there is men also, they don't have the confidence to, if they like someone, uh, expressing that, yeah. you see, or, or if they have feelings for the person expressing it. Yeah. You know, or at least the first interaction or the introduction and then yeah. see where it goes from there. So it definitely gave me the confidence in, in, in that area. Okay. And then I'm going to ask the, uh, the corollary of that question. So what did you get from your sexuality that you were able to put back into dancing that, that expanded it and made it different? Hmm, on the other side of it. So you have to think. So you have to yes, be a little bit one. more than just hot legs here this yeah, morning. Yes, I know. Uh, can I use the expression that I'm just a dancer? <laughs> you can, but you can't get no, away no. with it. I can only count to eight. No, no. no kidding. So I, I wouldn't say it's given me, I wouldn't say it's the other way around. I wouldn't hmm. say that my sexual experiences or, 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 or learnings and behavior Helped the performance side of it okay. I, I definitely don't think That happened Unless I maybe need to think about that a little bit more But I don't see how that Was an attribute or assisted in any way On the performing side Okay Yeah I definitely do see it, it's, it's a one way thing Yeah there. Okay Yeah Okay Yeah 
Yeah. I find that really interesting because for me, <clears throat> my understanding and, and a lot of what I do and, and, and teach with people, um, that was really good English as well. <laughs> um, is that it really does work both ways. Yes, yes. Maybe I'm just not thinking about it in depth enough, or yeah. maybe I'm just a little bit unconscious of it, yeah. Okay. I, I do. So, yes, unfortunately, I can't give you an answer on that no, one just no, yet, but, but I'll think about it. The questions. Maybe I'll come back with it, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool, because if we ask the questions, we're doing good things. Exactly. Yes, that's so part of growth. That's really important. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's a huge model that I, I work with more and more, is instead of looking for answers for things, that we ask questions. Yes. And that we engage rather than looking for particular if, answers. If you don't have the answer, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Ask but it's question. a hard thing in our world because mm. it's one of the hardest things to say, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. When there's so much pressure on us to know. If you don't know. You say if you don't know, you're stupid. <clears throat> to know everything. Well, if you're stupid, then you have a real problem. <laughs> if you know, then it becomes easier because you know your limitations. Exactly. Yes. So yes. that's a really interesting one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, good question. I, will, I am going to think about that. Yeah. That's a really interesting one. Mm. Mm. It's really fascinating. Another okay. question? <laughs> Another question. Okay. <clears throat> so from what you've said, um, was there a time in your life when you were very sexually promiscuous? Since I, since I can remember. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I've I've always been a pretty sexual yeah. kind of a person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, from from quite young. Okay. Yes. And where does intimacy come into that? Uh, I suppose that is connecting with the person emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the intimacy would be. I mean, you can have sex for pleasure, mm-hmm. and then you can obviously have sex for a, a, a deeper connection, mm. a more of an emotional connection. There, I do feel that there is that difference. Um, yeah, so it would depend if I started getting feelings for that person, and that's mm-hmm. when it became intimate. Okay. But I suppose all sexual experiences were passionate mm-hmm. from my side, because that's just, it's just me, mm. I guess. Um, it's, it's what I know, I see. So, so I think that would be that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are intimacy and passion linked for you? Or can kind of the passion mm. be there without the intimacy necessarily? Isn't passion just there all the time? There could be subtle forms of passion. There could be mm-hmm. intense forms of passion. But isn't passion kind of there all the time? No? Okay. Okay. Well, is let's talk passion? about that. So let's <clears throat> kind of talk about well, what I'm passion nervous. is. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no kidding. What, what is passion? Mm, I suppose that passion is the way you express or, or how you are in that moment and how you behave in that kind of moment. Okay. So for a lot of people, I think sexually and especially for a lot of men, that's quite suppressed. Yes. So I think a lot of men do not express their passion. Definitely. I think it's about let's just put it in and let's yeah. go and then they find yeah. the goal, yeah. come and, and done. And there's no, passion. there's no passion. So there's a very interesting thing about the word passion because the word passion is actually linked to a level of suffering. Oh, wow. The original meaning of the word passion <clears throat> so it comes up very much like in the passion of the Christ. Y- yes. Well, that, I was going to say this the incredible um, – Incredible emotional expression Yes With a level of suffering Yes And very often that's linked to kind of suffering for a cause Suffering for an idea Yes So kind of when you are really passionate You have to release something You have to let go of something Yes 
Well, they, I mean, there's also exactly like you said. There's many forms of passion. It doesn't mm. have to just be in the sexual, no. the sexual side of it. Yes. But the interesting thing is, because uh, a lot of what I work with is 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 the coming into authenticity and congruency between what you do sexually and what you do in life. Yes. And if your sexual expression is really passionate, um, bringing that into life. Actually gives you so much more energy for life I can 100% fully agree with you there You know, you, you taste things more Yes You listen to music differently You are able to enjoy nature more There's a greater <laughs> connection You're just ticking all the, with, all the boxes with, with me right now yeah. yes. And for me, those are expressions of sensuality Because that's how we connect with our world yes. With life Yes so we've kind of done the word sensuality a little bit of a disservice. I think so. Because we put it in this box that connects it to sex. Yes. And we've put like, like sensuality is the foreplay. And, yes. and the common thinking is that women enjoy sensuality more than men, which is absolute nonsense. Lies. Complete lies. But, but it's become kind of almost an accepted idea. Yes. Yes. Society. Yeah. And because we are sensual beings, that's how we interact with life. Mm. Through taste, through sound, through touch, through smell, through all of those different things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. So that becomes amazing that the more sensual we become, the more... Amazing we become as lovers Yes And the more amazing we become as lovers of life Yes, I fully agree Because you become passionate about what you do yeah. you know, So your, your life, I think And maybe that's also what directed me into what my career ended mm. up being Is the passion that I started getting for what I was doing um, And you know that the passion is the driving force of mm. why you would carry on mm. You see so, And then, then from there you've got to learn The difference between the passionate, passion Doing something that you're passionate about And mm -hmm. that you love But also finding the business Side of it Because mm. if you're just going to be passionate about something And not work on the business side You might not do well yeah. And if you're just going to focus on the business side And not be passionate about what you're doing You might not do well mm. But if you can tick both of those boxes Then you can do well Then your future could be quite fru fruitful With what you want to do Yeah mm. Okay mm. So can you kind of really have a successful business As a dancer? Sure. In South Africa. I'm going to say that is very, very challenging. Okay. Um, it, it is very, very tough because there possibly isn't as much work mm. for that. You, you can do well. Uh, you can do very, very well. But then, sure, if, particularly if you're more like a show dancer. Yes. Or in some of the musicals, for example. Uh, th that is even a very small part of it. There's mm. not a lot of music videos. Uh, look, I, I, I haven't been in it for a while now, so, so things might have changed, but, I think also with the the state of what our country is in, mm. that is also you know entertainment is the first thing to go. But I was very successful as as a dancer, and I did really really well, and I created a, a, a business mm. of it, and I was fruitful, and uh, I was able to sustain a future. But it will, it's also got a bit of a shelf life. You cannot be a dancer past 40 maybe yeah. or say even 45 i mean there are some dancers that actually is that age and still doing extremely well. But you do you'll you'll have some months where you do really really well, and you have some months where you not making any money at mm. all. Yeah. Um, so you live a little bit hand to mouth, and, and 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 it gets a bit tricky. So so, say for example, for two months you're not making any money, mm. and you start going into the reserves of what you've been saving. Mm. Then you don't have any savings, and then you'll get an awesome job, and it'll pay you really well, and then you back to where you want to be, and then you've got yeah. some savings again. So, yeah, it's very tricky. If you want to have a sustainable income, I would say it's not. Do it on the side. Mm. If you can manage it on the side, find a job that you can do that and then work with your passion on the side. But mm. it gets tricky. Mm. Yeah. 
And can you teach this? <clears throat> I mean, can you teach it sustainably? That you can do, yes. Because I know there's a lot of, I know, I, well, I don't know. But, mm. you know, I, I have <clears throat> friends and acquaintances who uh, they do a lot of dancing competitions, but yes. like ballroom dancing. So you could essentially theoretically that have is a an, studio. Yes, that is an area. So I also had one. So, so that is an area where you can um, make a sustainable mm. income. Um, but then you can't really perform. Okay. You see, because that's very demanding on you and your time. You need to be dedicated to your pupils, mm. um, and you can't not be there because they build that relationship yeah. with you. So there you can, but then you also are limited to how much you're going to make because you mm. can only have certain amount of pupils. Yeah. You see, um, so there again, there are, it is also if you can do something on the side, do something on the side. You know, you could make a living and you could have your basic needs. You could pay for a house, a car, all of those kind of things, but you were limited to how much you're going to actually end up making. Mm. 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 Unless you really expand and start going to other regions and those kind yeah. of things. But then then the workload there might become a little bit stressful. Yeah. And then it's a different kind of a business. Because yes. then you're running more of a business than teaching dancing for arguments. Yes. And it's such a funny thing because you have to be there. Yeah. I, found, I found the times when I was not doing well is the times when I wasn't there. Mm. 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 Yeah, so the authenticity is important. Mm. Yeah. Yes. We spoke about this a lot. I gave a, a talk last week. Was it last week already? It was last week at um, the ABSA experience in Rosebank about mm. the connection between relationships and sex and business. Mm. Um, and we spoke quite a lot about the corporate mindset as opposed to a more personalized kind of mindset. Okay. And my, I'm coming from the point of view in that space that your business is going to do better over the long term when you express your authenticity in that. Yes. Rather than kind of trying to buy into a particular corporate culture, for example. Yes. That might be about power. That might be about all sorts of kind of games and manipulation and, and weaknesses and stuff. Correct. Instead of, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it as authentically as I possibly can. Correct. And over time, that will serve me better yes. in a business sense. Yes. Um, and sometimes that actually means saying no to something. Yes. You know, it's saying it's that against your morals. This and your doesn't values. fit with me, or I mm. can't provide you with the service in the way that you want it. Yeah, but I think money clouds that. Yeah. Money definitely clouds it. But I think then that's where passion can kind of come <clears throat> in again, because mm. passion will give you the right, your morals, your values, and those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then you start looking at, well, it doesn't, there's a point where it might not matter how much I'm getting paid for something. Mm. Is it worth it from from my heart point of view? That's it. That's it. Yeah, I was in a situation something similar, mm. um, where I was working with somebody where our values were a little bit different, um, and you know you you realise that there's there's no future mm. with that. So you know, well, well, I mean, if the money's good, then I think that will cloud people's judgment. But yeah. for me, I, I had found that that's not the environment yeah. I wanted to be in. But and I, that's what our world has done. You mm. know, it's put it into into the space of incredible. Um, where money is everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Money, um, money makes people do stupid things. Yeah, you know. You know yeah, go against it. The fact that there are other ways, and we put so much value on people for the money that they have, not for who they are. Exactly. You know, people are pawns on a chessboard. Yeah, that's it. And even you know, a lot of so-called celebrities. I mean, some of the pronouncements that they make about things, and mm. it's just oh man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, sure. But I think that's another discussion too. Yeah, yeah there could be absolutely. a whole whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> cringe at some of them. I know. And some of the pronouncements. You just, you're just like, why would people do that? Why yeah. would you behave in that manner? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even yeah, people making 
comment on certain social, political, religious things and that's so. I stay away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely stay away from so, that. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. Oh, mm. Okay. How kinky does dance get? How long is a piece of string? Okay. Yes. So. Yeah. So I suppose that's a limitation to your mind, really. Okay. Yeah, or what you're willing to express. You know, so I mean, if you think about, for example, getting in touch with a very dominant side of you, but like this really serious sexual dominant. Yes. Why not? That how sounds you, exciting. How <laughs> could you express that through movement, for example? Oh, the moves would be aggressive. So is this, oh. is this with performing with someone? I don't know. Or I'm doing asking. it by yourself? I'm asking. Okay, so well, there's there's that variation, you know. Oh. They, they, you, so you, doing it by yourself would be quite different as opposed to with someone. Yes, I, if you did it with somebody, you could get the message across quite easily. Mm-hmm. Doing it by yourself, it might just be a form of expression. Mm. You see, so this guy could just be. So, so the moves that would show that is strong moves, big mm. moves, powerful moves. You know, maybe. Stretching right up and then grabbing your face and falling to the ground, mm. something you know, something in that element. Whereas, if you're doing it with a partner, I think that then that can even evolve into a whole role play, mm. a, a kind of thing. But you know, to get the message across, if that was a performance and I needed to get that message across, I would I would say doing it with that person, yeah. and then actually you choreographing something with that person where you're showing the dominance. So, you mm. know, you're grabbing them by the hair and pulling them one side or. Throwing them to the ground and grabbing their foot and dragging them. So, okay. Yeah. So we've been talking a little bit about role play mm-hmm. because we are looking at doing a workshop together, putting yes. a beautiful workshop together on fantasies and role play. Yes. Which is really exciting and we'll have information about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Watch the space. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how much of, of the dancing background has allowed you to step into role play in your sexual and personal relationships? In Every way. Okay. In every way. Because the, it's made it easier, mm. number one. I mean, if you, cause acting is part of dancing. Mm. You see, yeah, it's a lot of, there's a lot of dancers actually that yeah. don't have that element. They're just great dancers. But acting is, is quite an important part. Um, so there is elements of acting in role play. It's, it's, it's letting go. Look, it's also being in the moment, but, You've got to act things out. Mm. You see, you've got to figure out what your partner wants and what you want and how you would like to amalgamate the two into an experience. Uh, I'm going to use the word performance, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but loosely. Um, and it's helped in every single way because if you, if you can let go into a character, um, it's allowed me for that, you know, mm. so it's made things that that's quite easy. It's like a duck to water. Which okay. is, which is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now this might make a little bit more sense. If you look at that role play aspect of that, how, what have you been able to take from that sexually that you've been able to put into dance and life? Oh. Maybe, maybe if being open minded sexually in the role play, when it comes to Doing a performance where you want to show some sexy elements mm. that could help because maybe there's been some experiences in that because you've been able to to get some knowledge with somebody. Mm. Okay. So, so maybe there I could say, but again, you've hit me with another good mm. question. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe what it is is sexually or intimately or passionately, I'm okay with bringing elements of the. My experiences as a, as a dancer and artist in, okay. but the other way around, I'm not okay with doing that. Okay, maybe it's that. Okay, not that I'm not okay with it, but 
that sexually, intimately, and passionately, that's one area, yeah. and that stays that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm not leaking it into the other one, even though it has elements of leaking okay. in any way. Um, so mentally, I can't figure that out. Okay. So what would happen, or what do you think would happen if you did? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, right now, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Do we have to see now or can I take no, it home and think about take it? Take it home? Yeah. yeah. And come back and let us know. Give me some homework. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing because when we can take what we experience sexually and we can put it into other areas of our lives, mm. we're giving enormous power to those other areas. Yes. I think so. Hmm. Maybe that's what I've been doing wrong all my life. <laughs> and, and so much of our, our creative energy, our vitality is expressed sexually. Mm. Um, and when we bring that into other areas of life, we're bringing that vitality. We're bringing that passion. Yes. 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 See, I think, yeah. Yeah. So give that one little, a little bit of dumbfounded. Thought. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I straight, straight away, I wanted to revert back to the passion. Yeah. It, it just kind of, I just go that way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting one. Mm. So here's another question because for me this is a really important thing in 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 male sexuality. It's a little bit of a leap from where we were, mm-hmm. but um, it's something that's come up a lot lately. And I, with every man that I work with, um, and groups of men that I talk to, um, and women, mm-hmm. but for men particularly, mm-hmm. because men are so sexually goal oriented. The goal of that being an orgasm. Yes. Um, Yes. And it's not something that we've spoken about a lot before. But how important is it to free yourself from the idea that sex is this primarily goal-oriented experience? And when you take away the idea of orgasm, what happens? Well, um, thank you for that actual discussion because on hearing that, it was a switch in my head too. Mm. Uh, and I actually heard that discussion. And, uh, and because of that, I was like, I wouldn't say – Throughout my life, I've had that, mm. you know, because it hasn't been about the goal. But as soon as I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah, if you think about it, sex just becomes about that end goal, about mm. the orgasm at the end. And, um, yeah, if you're not thinking about that, it does open up to, to, to other things. You're more relaxed, mm. you know. It's okay if we don't orgasm or we don't mm. come, you know. It could just be enticing us for the next day or mm. encouraging, you know, turning us on or something like that. So, so I'm going to say thank you for that. Because it was uh, a light switch and uh, a light switch and aha moment for me. So I could say I was actually a little bit of a culprit for that myself. Yeah. So I think there's many, many, many men out there that do mm. think like that. I think women do too as well. Um, so yeah, I think to change that switch in mm. the mind mm. and realize that it doesn't have to be about the goal. I think that is important. Mm. Yeah. Well, I also think don't think, don't say now it's not about the goal. Yeah. It, it depends on the situation, depends on the environment that you know, mm. where you at, at that particular time, because okay. sometimes you know, let's work for the goal, man, let's, let's get that goal. Let's, we want to orgasm as many times as we can, or we want a big one. How are we going to get it? Um, but then there is also, if you're not getting it or you're not getting it the way you want to get it, let's take a step back and let's, it's not about the end goal, mm. you know. So. Yeah, okay. Because I've been talking a lot lately about the difference between kind of the goal and the intention. Mm-hmm. So the goal is if we take orgasm as the goal, then we've said there's one criterion for this to be successful. Yes. And that's all. Yes. So we kind of focus on that in the way that we're going to get there. Mm. And anything else that comes along is actually we, we reject because – 
It's not part of the goal. It's not part of the goal. But if the intention, and this is where it gets interesting, if you think about what your intention for having sex is, mm. that becomes very different. Yes. So if your intention is to express love, to express intimacy, to express sensuality, to express touch, to all of those different things, to be creative. It's not about the goal. Then the way that you have sex becomes very different. Yes. And the problem for a lot of people is they actually have no idea what to actually do. What do you physically do that's different? Yes. Because I know what to, what to do to get to orgasm. Correct. But I don't know what else to do to express that. Yes. So I might love the idea of it and I say, oh, yes. But then I think, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> and I don't really know. I know. Come to Jonty's workshop. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's the point of learning. Yes. So it's with me, with someone else, you know, it doesn't, there's just, we have to learn to do it differently. you got to do it differently. You know, mm. uh, also, I think you've got to also not be scared of the rejection. Mm. Uh, but it's also maybe I- explaining the rejection in the right kind mm. of way. So say, for example, if you're being creative and mm. you would like to try something sensually, then you try it, but it's not quite what your partner is. It's not, they're not enjoying mm. it, or they're not in the mood. You know, sometimes, sometimes the ladies aren't in essential mood, or, or they're not yeah. in, you know, the goal orientated mood. But then you're trying something sensual, and they just they're not feeling it. Yeah. You know, men will take that as that's rejection. Why is she rejecting me? But then I th- also think it's important for the lady to communicate that in the right kind of a way. You know, I'm, I'm not feeling about it, but let's try this again another time. Yeah. Or it, like it did feel good, but. Let's do it in a different kind of setting. So I think that's also, you know, don't be scared of the rejection if it is. Uh, and also be out of the box. Try different things, whether they like it or they don't. Because, yeah. and I think it's very important to, to, um, to, to try these things and communicate. Mm. Communication there is, is the key. Absolutely. You know? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Really interesting. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Well, you know what? <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking to you. Fantastic. I've had the best time. I hope that we are going to do more of this. Yeah, I hope so too. Because that's yes. really cool. And you have some questions to think about that you're going to come back and tell I, us. What I, do, I do. I'm do. i going to go write it down now on my little phone, on my okay. little to-do list. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, when we have more information on the workshop that we are doing together, which I'm really excited about. Yes. Because I think it's going to give couples some amazing how-to tools in a very practical way. Exactly. And yes. that's fantastic. Exactly. So we will yeah. talk about let's, that. Let's give back. Yeah. So please visit eroslife.co.za. Um, lots of cool stuff there. I'm writing lots that's going up on Facebook at the moment. Um, and I wish you all so much pleasure. This is cliffcentral.com.